Welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. My name is Claudia Neilshaw and I'm a marketing educator and strategist. Over the last 10 years, I've empowered women like you across the business world to step into the most confident version of themselves through coaching and marketing consulting. Too many women are hiding their incredible message and skills from the world. It's my job to uncover your genius and help you make your next power move. Because women like you change the world and the world needs more of that. I'm here to help you elevate your voice and create your own daughter opportunity. So, are you ready? Hello and welcome to episode 10, It's For The Men. And you'll realize that this is going to be the first episode with the first man we've ever had on the Power Moves Only podcast. And this particular man that I'm talking about is very special. It's Christopher Malotti. And Chris is someone who I was introduced to through a networking group and we got on like an absolute house on fire. You know, when you meet someone and your energy is the same and you keep meeting each other on that level and you, it becomes infectious. I have that experience every time I talk to Chris. And the reason I asked him to be on the podcast is we were actually having a meeting and we were talking about some incredible detail around marketing and messaging. And the first thing he said was, this needs to be a podcast. Let's click record. And so I'm so excited that I've been able to bring this to you because Chris is a hyper-enthusiastic marketing consultant, brand copywriter, and business communication specialists. He's known for his on-the-spot knowledge, humorous charm, and engaging presentation style, which you are going to hear in this episode he is the founder of Malotti Media, which is Australia's only message marketing agency. And he is, and his team collaborate with a wide range of clients from governments, international firms, small business startups, all with the focus on enriching their communication style, developing customized brand messaging, and solving all content challenges with uncompromising service. But Chris's goal is not just to consult, it's to demonstrate the potential that messaging strategy and brand marketing offer businesses. Everything Melody Media does is about evolving marketing practices by making brands more relevant to their customers. Chris and Melody Media are multi-award winning and highly sought after as presenters and experts in their field. I'm really excited to share in this episode, we talk about things like the biggest mistake business owners make in their messaging, how to get clients to actually choose you and doing that by identifying what your unique value is as a business owner. We also talk about what is your business saying to the marketplace? What makes you different from your competitors? And he also shares his biggest power move in business yet, which I just thought was so beautiful. Um, and every episode I do get to ask people what their biggest power moves are in business or in life. And the answers that I get are so special. And I feel really honored when people share them with me and why, because it really gives me a bigger insight into who they are as people, why they do the things that they do. This is episode 10 with Christopher Melotti on marketing messaging and articulating your value Enjoy. Chris Malotti, the first man who has ever christened Power Moves Only oh, the podcast. I'm honoured. <laughs> I'm so excited that we have decided to record this. And we, we decided to record this on a bit of a whim. 
Yeah, it was mid-chat. It was mid-chat and I like spontaneity and we always have the best conversation. So I'm glad that we are bringing it to the Power Moves community. But I'm going to let you properly, properly introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you stand for? Thanks, Claire. I'm, I'm, I'm literally honoured to be the first guy. I really am. Um, um, okay, so <laughs> my name is Christopher Melotti. Um, I have had Melotti Media as a business for now six years. This is our sixth year in business. We are message marketing strategists and copywriters. So what we do is we work with brands of all sizes from startups to governments and in between um, to help them articulate their value in a customer-centric way. And the biggest challenge today is that businesses struggle with that, is that they usually, and the reason why is because you live and breathe what you do, whether you're a cupcake, you know, company making candles, whether you're into perfumes, you've got a uh, a boutique luxury service, um, you know, physiotherapy, it doesn't matter, is that we get into this, like we're in our business every single day, it's easy to get complacent with what our messaging says and and losing touch with our customers and so I come in as a consultant and a writer to help you reposition your brand in a customer friendly way <laughs> what do you think is one of the biggest mistakes mm. business owners make when it comes to their messaging specifically assumptions assumptions it really is and and also in the era now of AI it's also the shortcut. And I'm not saying, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying you shouldn't use AI, but it's not, it's assuming that AI writes better than me. So therefore it must be right. That's mm-hmm. the biggest danger. See, in the past, it's always been people go, okay, I can clearly see I'm not a writer. So I need to get some help or I need to spend some time on this myself. Whereas now, because of these tools that are available, they will, it's, it's easy to go, I'm a dentist, uh, write me a dentist spiel. And the problem is, is that it comes out with generic, right, generic stuff. And then that also is just as bad as if you've like attempted it yourself and you're not happy with it. So the biggest danger today is businesses get stuck in this whole, and I understand, but like for me, I got my writers to write my own website because same thing. I was so entrenched in what I do. I was overcomplicating and always making assumptions. And then people were coming to my website and going, this is too much. I don't understand. Leave. Mm. And so, and so it's, it's sometimes you need that fresh professional perspective to come in and, and realign you with what your vision is, your goals are, your customers. Um, and, and it's, it's hard. It's tricky, but if you don't get it right, people don't choose you and and it's it's that it's that raw <laughs> i think it's really interesting i often say the biggest mistake i see particularly women in business making their marketing is making an assumption that yes. people know exactly what you do and that's and that's it it is and and it's very hard because because you know and this yes. is the th- and and it's uh, and everyone does it they will say i I, um, I don't understand why people don't understand this. Yeah. And, but the reality is, is if people can't see your product or service as a part of their life, it's hard for them to vote with their wallets. 
right? And that's that's the truth. Like, like for example, let's say you're a, uh, what's a typical, Claudia, give me one of your, like, you know, case studies recently. So I work with a lot of women um, in professional services. So they're ex-corporate, they've come out of, like, big fours, they've never had to market themselves before, and suddenly they're the accountant, the lawyer, the HR professional, and they're going, why don't people get what I do? Yeah. And, and the reason why is because, for instance, the accountant, right? The accountant says, well, how, how complicated is it? Everyone knows what an accountant does. Why do I have to find my unique position? But the reality is that you're competing against 5,000 other accountants in your space. And so if you haven't taken the time to think, why am I different and what value do I bring to my clientele? It's very hard for people to find it. I mean, I, I did this for an accountant just last week, is that they were an accountant for startups, right? Which is rare. It's rare. And yeah. the thing is, is that nowhere on their website, nowhere on anything did it say that. And so they just had the usual accounting spiel is that, well, we do BAS and all that. And I said to them, when I started... I, when I started my business, I had no idea what a bass was, right? I had no idea um, what I could and couldn't claim. I did not understand why I was getting random tax bills. And if I said, if you had to put that on your website, I would have been like, oh my God, I'm choosing you because you get this phase of my business and I'm not embarrassed to ask you, you know, can I claim this on, on my business? Like, wh- why am I getting this tax bill? Whereas the website that they had was like, sounded like a big company. Yeah. And so, so like, I want everyone to listen to this because I want everyone thinking, have I reflected on what my business needs to be saying? And this, we want more women in the workplace. You Like women bring a, a special magic to the business world, especially in services that, that we need more of. Mm. And so we want these messages to be permeating into it. So think everyone, what is it that you do that makes you unique and why aren't you incorporating that in what you do in your messaging and your websites and your marketing? I think it can be a lot of fear and uncertainty for people who have never had to be that face of the business. And exactly as you said, there can be 5,000 accountants. The only actual difference between all of those accountants is the personality of the business, i.e. the business owner when you first start out and or potentially a slightly different approach to how they serve. So when we're talking about specificity, like how specific do you think people need to be in their messaging and what do they need to be specific about? Good, great question, Gladia. Oh, the hard-hitting <laughs> ones. Uh, I always say your difference is happening pretty much organically right now. It's just that you don't even focus on it. What I would suggest is, to answer your question is, I would be as specific as possible within reason, of course. Mm -hmm. But what I mean by that is um, the more specific you are, the more clear you make yourself, the more that people can understand. And what I mean by that is, uh, you you touched on it before, Claudia, is you you are doing things in a different approach. If you took the time to get out a blank piece of paper or, or a notepad, right, and you wrote down, what do I do differently naturally? Mm-hmm. You will be surprised. For instance, we'll go back to that accountant, right? If you're if you have left corporate 
and you are, pro- you're, you know, you're, you're a female entrepreneur and you've jumped into your business, you know right now, and it doesn't matter if you're an accountant or not, you know right now the reason why you started your business is you went, I'm going to do something different, mm. right? I When I was in my accounting firm, they never really cared about the little guy or the little, you know, the little business, right? I, as an accountant today, I'm going to do that. Bingo. There's your difference right there. Do you see what I mean? Like, you know, you might, you might be a, a physiotherapist or a psychologist or a, or a fantastic freelance EA, right? And you might be saying in my previous role, I didn't like how as an EIA, I had one boss, right? Because I had so much more time to give. So in my business, I'm going to have five or six clients at once because mm-hmm. I can find this nice inspiration of value that I can give to them all at once. So I'm just making this up on the spot, but I'm saying is that you you already have your difference. It's already authentically and organically there. You just need to write it down and then go, right, how specific do I need to be to get that message across? And that specificity is what people go, oh, my God, she gets me. I'm going to choose her. They see themselves. Definitely. Message. And it's. It's really important because, as I said, like there's so many examples out there where like we've worked with dentists and they've said in like they were in Queensland and they said that in our area, all of the small dentists are gone and they're all big corporates now. And I said, fantastic. Let's capitalize on this. Let's say we're that traditional family orientated dentist that you will meet the main dentist and we treat you like family. Right. And so we had all of that messaging and they, and I wasn't making anything up. It was what they do. It's just that on their website, it just had, we're a dentist. We do dentistry. (laughs) We check your teeth. Right. Whereas what they needed to say is if you haven't been to the dentist for years, or if you, you know, if you want that personalized family care that you deserve, we'd love to see you. Dr. Leo, his wife and our family welcome yours. Beautiful. And I think beautiful. It's really interesting um, when we're leading with obviously the customer in mind in terms yes. of what their problems are, what desires they have in their life, but then we're also looking at, I guess, how we want to work. So what we actually want to deliver on as a yes. business owner. Because I think sometimes there's a lot of uh, or a core philosophy of like, always lead with the customer in mind. And I don't necessarily always agree with that, right? No, I, I agree with you. Yes. It's, you've got to have both. Uh, and and I, I say this in all my marketing classes. What I say is think of it as a Venn diagram, you know, the two discs. Mm. Right? So you have your brand or your business on one disc and you have your ideal customer on the other, right? Where they intersect is where the best messaging comes from. Because if you're too customer-led, right, so let's say you're in the uh, one extreme of the customer-led, right, what ends up happening is you're blindly following the customer and the customer doesn't always know direction. So what happens is your business is constantly chasing them in the dark, right? And you're going, oh, they want this, let's do this. Oh, they want that, let's do this, right? That's never a good sign because in the end then you're just, they're leading you around and they, they are not business people, so they don't know. The other extreme is your product or business obsessed. So therefore you go, I don't care what people want. I'm making this and you can deal with it. Now, too much of that means you're out of touch with your customers. So that's when you wonder, why aren't people buying? Like why why aren't I getting people to buy? It's because they go, you haven't, like you've added 
5,000 features into your software and none of them we care about. And because of all those features, it's too expensive for us to afford, right? The ideal is that middle because you've got your customer in mind. You're thinking about how you're catering your product or service to them, but you've got your unique style and approach. And that's the beautiful like mid zone there. I love that Venn diagram. And I also think of it like I was watching something the other day around we're so keen to share like these are the features of my service, these are the benefits, but it's ultimately saying like how does this actually change this person's life or their business? What ultimately is the thing, they, the oasis that they're going to arrive at that says, wow, that I can see where I was, I can see where we were in the gooey middle when we were trying to get it done and figure out what's what. And now we've arrived at that next destination and I can see even more potential for what could be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Some some of my best work has been where I explain to the client, like we did this with a buyer's agent, right? So a buyer's agent is someone that that buys property on your behalf as the buyer. So the the reverse to a real estate agent. So what he initially was doing was his website was very him-centric. He was like, what do you need? I, you know, I need you to buy me a property. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And I said, the problem with this is that um, he was struggling to sell that because the website assumed that people knew what he did, right? Mm-hmm. So when they landed on their homepage, he was going, you need to already know my service to it in order to pick. What we did is we reversed it, like you were saying, Claudia, is we made it so that it said, I'm, I'm looking at property to end my nine to five, Right. I want to retire early. I want to, I want to uh, build a portfolio that finances my retirement. You see how suddenly it went from what he does to Mm. what they need. Yes. And so if you can be bold enough to do that, Mm. you're into a different era of copywriting and messaging Mm. because what it is, is instead of making it about you helping them, you're making it about their goals and you helping them. So it's like you make yourself part of their life journey. And that's yes. what you were saying, Claudia, is that is that it's not about like it's not about being uh, like it's being part of their life, not yes. being a part of like a, a solution. Yeah, and, and it reframes the desire in a way that I think also plants a seed. And, you know, I think oh, the way that I always think about it is when someone has a service yes. or a product, Yep. They're generally either saving me time, saving yep. me money, saving yep. me stress or energy, or they're yep. giving me those things back, right? They're like, I'm going to give you money. I'm going to give you time. I'm going to give you that energy. And so oh, yeah. totally, right? And and so we're looking in the grand scheme of, you know, if we look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like, in yep. this wonderful little pyramid that we all saw, you know what, like early on in uni, I don't know whether for you, I, that yes. was like one of the first things first. I studied. And it was like, what, self-actualization was at the top and it was like uh, sh- safety and, and food wasn't at the bottom and it was like, and it great, yeah. Which yeah. Is, and it's amazing seeing that demonstrated because it truly is um, such a beautiful map of what we seek as humans in the way that we behave. And I think when we're marketing our business and we're getting really clear on our message, we're also trying to ask ourselves, like, ultimately, why do people care about this thing? Yes. Like, so what? 
Yes, and that's the biggest assumption challenge that people make as business owners is that we love like what we do and that's great. That's great to have this passion for what you do, but you've got to remember that people don't share that. People don't share that until you explain. So, for example, if you're a candle business, right? I love candles. Candles, mm-hmm. my favorite, right? And so, why it's obsession? But um, like I've, I've, got, I've got more here, right? Um, but but what it is is it's not just saying we are a candle maker, right? Like we don't just say that. It's it's finding a story that people get. You know, like, for example, if you're a female entrepreneur that has gone, I'm giving up the corporate life and I want to, um, you know, make make artisan candles mm-hmm. and I want to throw out the roll book and I want to come up with um, flavours that have never been heard, like smells that are, and aromas that have never been heard before. Yeah. Make sure that that's part of your messaging and make sure that it's also not just the story, but it's also saying, um, you know, this could be one of your taglines, right? Sorry, I can't help myself. I'm passionate. But it might be something like um, every person that walks in the room will ask, what's that smell? Yeah. Do you know, what I mean? like, do you know like, like, see how it's selling a feeling, an emotion, right? Yeah. It's not saying buy my candle for $12, yeah. right? This is when you can say buy my $89 candle because yeah. every guest will want to know what it is. Right. To see how that messaging then mm. brings your candles into their life. Like I want to hold a, a party where people go, I can't put my finger on what that lovely smell is. Right. And, and they you- remember it and they associate it with you. And so it becomes actually like it, it, absolutely the feeling, but that sensory experience. What can yes. I smell, hear, taste, touch? Um, and and how does that then become part of my memory of this person of this thing correct and so to see how now you're turning the message from buy our candles where one of 200 in our local area and one of one you know two billion in, in australia you can say things like candles that make people ask you know what i mean like oh watch this will be like someone will hear this and they'll be on the yes. website too. suddenly there are some claudia and chris candles coming out yep. in production <laughs> in spring but, but it's like it, it's all of that it's like but you see how it's still customer centric, right? It's still talking about like my customer, they want candles because they want a luxurious experience. They want, but it's also tapping into that whole, I'd love for people to smell and ask, you know, I want people to notice. I want people to notice me, right? See how there's like a deep ingrained need rather than like people don't buy candles for candles sake. They buy it because there's a need and like anything, you know, if you're a physio, uh, uh, you know, whoever, whoever you are, it's like, what does your messaging say that makes people feel good about choosing you? Yes, and pr- and proud, right, yeah. of showcasing it. And, you know, you and I were talking earlier about luxury brands, and I think luxury yes. brands are an incredible example of why people choose to either wear a luxury brand or not wear a luxury brand. And there are different reasons we choose different things. And I think having that curiosity behind why we behave in the way that we do and then also saying like why does my customer why does my dream client behave in the way right they do and why do they get inspired to choose you yes. um and it's it's all about the it's it is it's messaging and why is because messaging is positioning mm-hmm. see where, when you have a brand and this is marketing one that I know Claudia we know this right because we studied mm-hmm. it but is marketing 101 is 
where do you position yourself in the market? And that means like, what do you want people to see, feel, understand, appreciate? Uh, you know, like if you think about all the brands like Mercedes, and then I say Kia, right? Think about the positioning that comes about in your head. That's positioning. So when you look at your brand, what do you want people to see? What do you want people to be thinking? And that's all about setting it and then giving people evidence. And that's where the messaging comes from is that it's like, you don't just go, I'm a, I'm a luxury brand that's accessible and practical and then good, that's it, I'm done. It's yeah. about saying like, right, now I'm going to post on social media that sh- makes it so. I'm going to have a website that shows it so. And and it's about like when I go to events, I'm going to position myself that shows that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that whole collection of marketing that executes positioning. Yes, and it gives people a signal or something to hold on to. And mm. I think that can often be where people trip up is that, they share their message once and they go, exactly, that's yep. it. People know who I am. No, yeah. yep. you have to continually send those red flares up into the sky saying, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, and this is who I serve. And this is how I'm going to change your life rather than yeah. just a, this is who I am. You've given no incentive for anybody to act. Yeah, and I would say value comes from clarity and consistency. They're the two elements of a message, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's clear, then there's no confusion, right? Yes. And then if it's consistent, it means, again, there's no confusion because uh, clear means that there's like, it, you know exactly what you stand for, right? And consistent means you're constantly promoting it. This is where people go, oh, I'm bored of my own marketing. Great. Yes. Because boring marketing is good marketing. <laughs> the thing is, like, I work with so many different brands. And it's like, you know, like I work with, with female psychologists, right? And when we do their branding, they go, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't want to do any more social posts on myself or I don't want to do any more articles and all of that. But I'm like, but you understand that by regularly promoting yourself in this way, even though you're bored of yourself, your customer only sees you 0.01% of their lives. So when they stumble across one of your 300 articles, that one article is going to tell them everything they need for them to choose you. You know, when they stumble across your social media post, you may have posted 400,000 times that one post that they go, oh, that's interesting. Claudia is amazing. I want to see what she does. They then do their research and it leads them straight to you. So you've got to remember that while you see yourself all the time, you see your brand all the time, your customers do not. And so you want them, you want a net that's cast wide, that's clear and consistent so that when they do get there and they're at that point in the bias journey, they go, I have to speak to Claudia. And I think it's that accumulation of credibility and assets too that you think that you are sharing this prolific amount of information. But exactly as you said, if that one potential client sees that one article, then starts to deep dive and go, oh, my God, this woman is amazing. She's got this proven track record of showing up consistently online as the key authority in her space. With that consistency, she's super knowledgeable. I trust her much more than I did when I just read the one article because I did did the due diligence because I wanted to find out more and she delivered. Yep. And be confident, ladies. Like it's, it's, you have so much to give. There's so many great businesses out there from all everyone listening. Never think no one needs me, right? Like, like there's always, there's always a need for your business. It's just making sure that people get that need, right? And people understand it. So it doesn't matter what you're doing or where you're doing it or how you're doing it. It's 
the the world needs everyone you know to 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 participate and and when you've got a great message that brings your product or service into their world people choose you yeah that's it that's so true (laughs) on every at the end of every episode we ask um our guest about a power move that they have made in their business or in their life recently have you made a power move that you want to share with us today Yep. Uh, I would say hiring my sister, sister, right? Now, I honestly, uh, it was the best, the best thing that I have ever done for my business, right? So she was in events and she, um, you've met Angela, haven't you? you No, not face-to-face, only over email. I've got to introduce you. So uh, she, she basically um, uh, was in events and during COVID she lost her, she lost her job. And so she then was looking for work and I said, can you give me a help with some help with her admin and, and supporting me? And mm-hmm. she did. She said, oh yeah, I'll come on board. Oh my gosh. She completely revolutionized, hand on heart, like not just saying this is, she completely revolutionized the business because she brought all the skills and all the techniques and all this stuff from events that I completely underestimated. Mm-hmm. And also um, she had a completely different set of skills that I just didn't have. So she, I have all the creative flair and all that, but I don't have a, a, anything around meticulous detail or like finance or anything Same. like that. <laughs> so she set up dashboards and and all of these like things that I had never even um even considered before so now my business she works full time as she's now my md and and she now runs the business for me and she has complete control over my team so i have a team of women uh and and uh, and she has she makes sure every she moves things around she says oh this is this and that goes there she'll like chris will brief you on this project so you can do it she runs everything she does all the briefing meetings and all this sort of thing so the power move i would say is like bringing her into this role and letting her fly Right. It wasn't, I, I didn't hold her back. I, and she always says, I admire you, Chris, because even though we're brother and sister, um, we, we have this mutual respect and I always appreciate her value and input. And when she brings things to the table, I'm always very an avid listener because I'm like, tell me, tell me what your justification is. And she'll go, absolutely. And she'll talk me through things and I'll go, yep, I, I agree. Approved. Mm-hmm. And that, that would be my biggest power move. I, I'm, I'm so thankful for her because she just added all this part of the business that I just didn't have. And now I can go off to conferences and meetings and she's happy uh, looking after all the Mm. logistics and all the project management of it all, including clients. And it's just, she has conversations with clients I just can't have. Um, so cool. yeah, is that is that a is that a good power move? That's a pretty cool power move. You've got your very own certified wing woman just totally oh. changing your life. And it's and it's I'm so glad because it just I couldn't have escalated the business as fast as I did with without her. Hundred percent. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, uh, Chris, tell me where can people find you if they want to know yep. more about Malotti Media and everything that you do. Yeah, so I have two businesses. My first one is Melotti Media, so it's M-E-L-O-T-T-I-M-E-D-I-A.com.au. 
uh, or just .au now. Um, you can do both. And so that is the agency side. So that's the agency side where I'm still leading it, but um, we do more of the key opinion leadership, blogs, articles, press releases, award writing, grant submissions, all of that kind of stuff. Then I have the ChristopherMelotti.com.au website, uh, and that is more my one-on-one -on -one consulting service. And what I do is more of the personalized stuff with you. So, um, so that's where I can do like, um, you know, confidence mentoring and how to articulate your value on, 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 online and all those sort of things. So I, the reason why I set that up is because people were asking a lot of the time, I don't need you to write anything. I just need you to talk to me. I need you to give me some innovative ideas. And so a lot of the times people just want ideas. Like they'll say, Chris, can I book in an hour of your time? I'm going to throw the biggest problem my business has right now. And you can see what I'm like, right? Yeah. Ideas just spill out. So yeah. I just record those sessions and then I'll go, I'll, I'll come up with innovative things that we can solve it. Nice. So I love that. So they're the oh. two places. And I, I'm always at events and things. You'll see me everywhere. <laughs> you'll see you'll see and hear him everywhere. Oh, everywhere. <laughs> I'll put all of those details in the show notes as well. But Chris, thank you so much for coming on and doing this episode with me. It's been so fun to chat. Likewise. And thank you again. I'm honored to be the first guy. So thank you. Thank you, Claudia. You're so welcome. Bye. This episode of the Power Moves Only podcast has been brought to you by the Power Moves Club, a membership for women in business who want to learn, grow and connect together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Thank you for being along this journey. I can't wait to bring you more. Have an amazing day.